It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the state house, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And it certainly is a historical moment. And we need to be prepared. We need to step into this with courage. And uh, so happy Thursday to you, Producer Steve. I get to work with this great team. And that's Producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And happy Thursday. Yes, thank you. And uh, just to, <laughs> I know we're not supposed to date this because of the, the uh, replays throughout the day, but it's uh, zero degrees here. Yes, it's a little chilly. Spring is right around the corner, though. I did hear some birds singing last week, so I, I don't know what they're doing this morning, but uh, uh, I did hear some birds last week, so spring's right around the corner. They left. <laughs> they left. Yeah, maybe they did. They're like, wait a minute. We got here we, too soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we thought there was global warming going on, and what's going on here? So anyway, we digress. Uh, check out the website. That's Kim Munson. M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And we have podcasts of each of our shows there. And uh, daily, we do our daily um, recap of the show. And you click on the, the image, and, and Zach comes up with some amazing images. I don't know if you saw the one from yesterday. But it was uh, it had a uh, face mask, then a little globe on it, then with a, uh, a a vaccine syringe in the globe. It's a pretty good visual. I'd, I'd recommend you just check those out each day to see what Zach comes up with. But all the podcasts are in each of those daily shows. So you can go back. You can send that link over to people if you want them to listen to that. So be sure and check that out at the website. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests and our most recent podcasts and op-eds. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And my friends, remember, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff. And whether or not it is uh, their, pripe, their, their rights, their property, their freedom, or their livelihood, and then the ways that it can be taken. There's a variety of them, but of course there's with a weapon, uh, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or this latest silent thief, which it's not so silent actually right now, Steve. It's uh, it, it's with a very loud voice, and that is inflation. And again, this is because of public policy, of Biden, Democrat policies that is has caused this. And we haven't even seen all the effects of this because uh, he shut down um, the Keystone XL pipeline. He has uh, restricted uh, oil and gas drilling on public lands. And we were energy independent when he came into office. Now we're getting at least 7% of our oil and gas from Russia. Do you see a problem with that, Steve? And, and, and one of the things in uh, our food industry, uh, fertilizers, uh, actually, there's, um, they're based on 
petroleum products, and we haven't even seen that baked into the cost of uh, cost of living here. And this is all because of policy. It's all because of policy. And we need to understand that. And so when people say, hey, I'm not into politics, I don't pay attention regarding who I vote for, it matters who you vote for. And look at their policies. You may not like something about somebody. I'm thinking, I'd bring, bring, bring back some of those tweets that people didn't like, because I sure liked the policies at the time. Uh, everyday people had $6,000 more in their pocket under the Trump administration. Um, unemployment was at all-time lows for blacks, Hispanics, women. Uh, gosh, I take a few of those tweets these days, you know what? Yeah, former president whose name I'm not even going to mention is famous for for mumbling this out. <laughs> Elections have consequences, and boy, truer words have never been spoken. I know. I know it. And uh, we're, we are finding that, and, and we are barreling now towards the um, midterm elections. And again, I say, do not be too overconfident on this. If you think that the Democrats, and, and when we say Democrats, this is not the Democrat Party of JFK. This has been hijacked by people that uh, their policies look like they want to destroy America. And if you if we think that they're going to roll over and go into these midterms and 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 uh, not fight giving giving up the power that they have have worked to gain we we've got another thing coming and the other component of it is 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 even if this is no longer republican democrat left or right this is do you love america are we going to elect people that will represent us that love america or are we just go, going to elect politicians on the republican side as well so we need to choose wisely and we need to make sure that we are very active in these elections, Steve. Well, you talk about the policies, and, and you've already uh, you know, talked about what Biden has done you know, right with that first day or second day in office, shutting down the pipeline, uh, the, the exploration for more oil and gas. That's part of an agenda. That's not just willy-nilly, I think I'll do this. There's an agenda right. there. Right, right. Day one, he started that. And there is an agenda. We realize that this uh, this Green New Deal, the real green in the Green New Deal is money. And uh, who gets money? They create these um, these different programs. Uh, and it's about money. And it, it also is about taking money from everyday people. Think about all. Well, you said you you filled up yesterday. And uh, just think about all that additional money at the gas pump, what that's doing to young families, single parents, just what that is doing exactly. And so it's, you know, it's, it's less money for some and more money for others is what it's all about. They've hidden this all under this Green New Deal. We realize that we've talked about it on our health and hydrocarbon show regular, regularly. And that is abundant, efficient, affordable, and reliable energy is what powers our lives. It's what powers the world. And that's why we see what's going on uh, over in Ukraine. So um, let's get to our quote of the day, Steve. Bill of the day. I do want to make a couple of comments as well. We've got a jam-packed uh, show planned. Deb Flora, she's running for U.S. Senate, but she uh, and her husband, they've been in the entertainment business for m many, many years, and they just released a documentary, Whose Children Are They? And uh, that's, I guess it's going to be released on Monday. And uh, so we'll talk with her about that. John Spence, uh, he's a uh, guest several times on the show, and he's with the EMP 
task force, and he's put together a great lineup. He and then Mike Young will be um, our guest in the third segment, and then John Spence and Representative Van Bieber, who is working to try to get legislation through here in Colorado to try to try to get us protected on this uh, electromagnetic grid. So great show plan for you. Um, thinking about quotes, I guess maybe I should set this up. Yesterday, Tina Peters, you know her, she's the Mesa County Clerk and Recorder. She is a Republican candidate for governor, or not governor, excuse me, a Secretary of State, which I think is such an important race. And she was arrested yesterday. A grand jury um, put out some indictments, and you can accuse anybody of anything. This grand jury had 10 counts. And uh, and so they um, put out these indictments and a warrant for her arrest. And so she turned herself in as well as her, I think it's her deputy um, clerk and recorder as well, somebody in her office. Um, both of them uh, are in jail, I think, tonight. So I or this morning, I think you should pray for them. And it's so interesting. They set her bail at a half million dollars cash bail. But yet we see this movement across America with this no cash bail bail for people that are committing physical crimes. So there is something very curious going on, Producer Steve, very curious. Well, your setup to when Tina was on the show last week was uh, the visual of bombing runs being made over Germany and they would send up flak to try, you know, you know damage the planes or bring them down. And the closer that we get to the target, the more flack. So your comment to me earlier this morning says she has to be right over the target right now. She She's is be Tina. Right, right over the target. And uh, and then interestingly enough, uh, Christy Burton Brown, the Republican uh, GOP ch- state chair here, uh, issued a press release calling for Tina to get out of the race because she's been accused of these crimes. And so this is going to be super interesting to watch as it plays out. Um, we're going to have Sharona Bishop on tomorrow, who is Tina's uh, campaign manager, just to, to learn what's going on. But then, and, and we've mentioned it several times. What's so interesting is the the kind of the darling of the Republican establishment for Secretary of State is a woman, uh, Pam Anderson, who uh, is so interesting, again, Republican, that she's the secretary on the board of directors of the Center for Tech and Civic Life. You can just go ahead and search it. I've screen saved it as well. She's the secretary of that organization. That's the organization that re- received most of the $400 million from Mark Zuckerberg that, as we are uncovering, messed around in the elections. So... Colorado, when I say Colorado's at the tip of the spear, it is at the tip of the spear. Um, so anyway, this is, I have a Winston Churchill quote today. He said, fear is a reaction and courage is a decision. And Churchill was a British statesman. He was the prime minister uh, during World War II, 1940 to 45, and then again, 1951 to 55. He was born in 1874. He died in 1965. And again, my friends, fear is a reaction. When you start to feel that fear bubbling up, realize it is a reaction and then courage is a decision. He pretty well nails that, Producer Steve. Well, when you share, I don't know why I didn't know about Tina Peters before I got here this morning, but the second you told me, about her arrest, the very first emotion was fear. And you know, obviously, we've got a Secretary of State who's abusing her, the powers of her office, and it's, you know, it's up to us to have the courage to press on and, and you know, try to get to the bottom of this. 
to get to the truth of what's going on. But my friends, if there was no there there, if there was no target there, Tina, they they wouldn't even be mentioning her. So the fact that she is receiving, as you mentioned, so much flack is uh, we need to be searching this out. And uh, the narrative is going to be super interesting. We're going to stay on it. Um, And uh, she's been accused basically of process crimes. And I can't remember if I said this on the air the other day, but I, yeah, I I think I did that. um, I was talking with a candidate and we were talking about process crimes. And one of the first things that I saw when I got on city council was, oh, we got to get this process, get this policy in place, policy. And you think, oh, it doesn't really matter. That doesn't make sense. But, uh, well, it does matter because ultimately, instead of right and wrong, instead of your representatives representing you as we the people, it becomes the process and the policy is what governs everything. And if you don't follow the process or the policy, then that's what they nail you on. And the example that this uh, candidate, um, Bill Jack, actually had had given me was he said, when Christ, now I can't remember if it was when he healed the leper or um, the paralytic. I can't remember what it was, but one of those, I think it was on the Sabbath. And so he was accused of healing someone on the Sabbath. And so what the, um, I think it was the Pharisees were, were accusing him is he shouldn't have done that on the Sabbath, the process. Instead of looking at the bigger picture that he healed a man and healed a man for his life. Uh, and so does that make sense? I thought that was really fascinating when I had that conversation about process. And so all the time you, people are being accused of process when in essence, there's a big right and wrong that I think that, uh, that Tina Peters is hovering over Steve. Well, it's, it's, you know, the, the Pharisees issue became what we call no today as you know, legalism where you know, the, that takes precedent over anything. And I just don't see that being true. Yeah. Okay. So tomorrow we'll talk with Sharona. I know I've got us jammed up here. I need to very quickly talk about these two bills of the day and their House Bill 221282, which is the Innovative Housing Incentive Program. And it does have both Republicans and Democrats on it. And then Senate Bill 22146, the Middle Income Access Program Expansion. And uh, again, these have to do with housing. Uh, Also, I think it's money coming from the federal government. I wish, actually, that finally people would say, we're not going to take that money. We're going to give it back. You're printing it. You're taking it from our our children in uh, in the form of debt. You're taking it from us in the form of inflation. Let's just give the money back. Instead, they try and figure out a way to um, spend it. And, of course, whenever government gets involved, they're going to pick winners and losers. There will be, be some people that might benefit from these these programs, but there's a lot of other people. And, and once again, when government money gets in this this the people that don't are are, don't get to take part in this program this increases housing costs for them the other thing we'll talk with karen at the bottom of the hour and we've seen the veil is off with those trying to rebuild for the marshall fire they're in boulder county i also find it so interesting boulder county which has been um ruled i'm going to say ruled by democrat um activists for so long that um and again, I know that the winds were terrible and, and um, you know, it was a very unique event. But it is, it's interesting where 
a county that's been ruled by Democrat activists. Uh, also, that's where one of the most devastating fires was occurred. So, occurred, and so I think it also shows that um, uh, that um, probably bad bad governance as well up there. Um, am I, I? I guess I should ask you, Steve. Is that a little much for me to to draw that correlation? Maybe I'm being a little little rough on him. Well, you would. Uh, oh, yeah, I got your. I, I, I know you got the phone going. Okay, let's go ahead. I, I need to go to break. Uh, and before we do that, Hooters Restaurants is one of our great sponsors. They have five locations. That is Lone Tree, Westminster, Aurora, Colorado Springs, and Loveland. And uh, they have uh, great lunch specials. They're keeping the line on that, even with inflation going up significantly. They have $8 specials, $9 specials, and $10 specials. My my favorite is the $10 special lunch fish and chips. They also have kids eat free on uh, Saturdays with a, an adult um, entree, and uh, also they have a lunch punch program as well. So be sure and check all my sponsors out at KimMunson.com. We'll be right back. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Before we get over here to Deb Flora, producer Steve, I just wanted to make one other comment. Yesterday, uh, down at the state legislature, that very, very terrible bill uh, was heard regarding um, basically uh, making abortion um kind of codifying it at, at, at abortion anytime anywhere here in Colorado and of course I know so many people uh, activated and uh, tried to make their voice heard because we need to we need to protect the most vulnerable and uh, we, we talked about it yesterday but apparently Putin this is what the news reports say uh, bombed a maternity ward and children and mothers were killed yesterday in Ukraine and tragic and but my friends we have to realize as outraged as we are about that we must be equally outraged that here in america we are uh, aborting children on a regular basis and there is an outrage on that as well and and i know people are are uh, understanding that and activating but there is that outrage there and we have that outrage here and we need to understand that but let's let's move over here to Deb Flora uh, she and her husband have been in the entertainment business for many years and they've got a really important documentary that is coming out on Monday it's whose children are they Deb Flora welcome to the show Thank you, Kim. So great to be here. And it's an interesting transition from what you're talking about, protecting the most innocent. It's one of the reasons why we made this documentary, protecting our young children who are being indoctrinated, not educated. So it's one of the same uh, same motivations. 
Well, it, it really is. And uh, I looked at the trailer yesterday, Whose Children Are They? And it's riveting, exposing the hidden agenda in America's schools. And Deb, um, I, I know that I trusted the public education system when my kids were going to school. But there, and, and I was active. I mean, I was in the classroom on a regular basis uh, and knew the teachers, and not so much when they got to junior high and high school, obviously. But as I've looked at this agenda of what has happened to our children, instead of teaching them reading, writing, arithmetic, science, history, critical thinking, you know, all those things, there's an agenda that's been sexualizing our children. And then, of course, trying to divide them uh, into different groups and saying some are victims and some are oppressors. And I guess in a way, COVID was a blessing because people have, yeah. have seen what's been happening now. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That really is the silver lining of COVID. I've been involved in this area for years. Parents United America testified at the uh, the, the state house, just like many people were doing last night, against the comprehensive sex ed. And I introduced curriculum transparency legislation, all of which, of course, went down to defeat because they don't want people to actually know what's being taught. But what my husband and I realized is this is occurring across America because people don't see it. People don't really know. Parents are busy. They're they're working sometimes. They're taking their kids to and fro. And we all have this sense of trust from our own experience. But there is radical shift in our public education, or I should say our government-run schools, and a lot of it is led by the teachers' union and then their ideological partners. And the major shift has been from educating children in academics to indoctrinating them in socialist and social agendas. And what our goal was, was to have a comprehensive expose. People see one headline, something crazy happens over here, and gender fluidity teaching for kindergartners, or something crazy happens over here with eliminating AP classes or over here with right in Douglas County where I helped flip our school board where they were pushing CRT under the name of educational equity and calling parents barriers and dissenters. People think those are disconnected. They're actually all connected. It is part of a larger agenda to indoctrinate our children. And honestly, Kim, it's something that needs to come to light. And that's why we made this documentary because it's going to be the parents, the grandparents, the concerned citizens, and the good teachers standing together to say enough is enough. Well, and don't you see a, a shift occurring? And what has been then so interesting, as parents have, have figured out what's been happening, that our, our children have been, uh, as you say, indoctrinated, as parents have realized that, then they're getting angry about it. They're showing up at uh, school mm -hmm. board meetings. And then we have a uh, an administration that instead of understanding that parents are outraged about this, have doubled down and said that, that, that these yeah. people are terrorists. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I was one of those parents last summer. I, I Like I said, I testified numerous times because finally parents, you know, where we've had this trust and understandably so, you know, we think of education the way we did. But what we've realized is, for instance, school boards, we need to ask one question. Do, are you taking union money? Because if you're taking union money, you're working for the unions, you're not working for the teachers, the parents, or the children, which was the original golden triangle of education. And yes, parents are waking up, and it is a wonderful thing to behold. Kim, I actually believe it's going to be the answer not just to saving our children and the next generation, but our country, because parents are becoming activated. They realize that politics, while they may have just been kind of keeping that on the side, it's 
it's basically invaded every area of their lives, including their children's classroom. And you know what? I tell you, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. You're a mom and a dad first. And these parents are waking up. They're realizing this radical and, you know, you could, it's such an intrinsic, uh, inalienable right to be the ultimate authority in your children's lives. And when somebody tells you you don't have that right, that is a sleeping giant. I think that this leftist agenda will wish they had never, ever awakened because they are awake. We've seen it across the country. And that's why, by the way, in the documentary, we filmed over two years over 100 hours of footage, over 80 interviews, people all across the country, and many people right here in Colorado. Okay, so Deb, the uh, the documentary will be released on Monday the 14th, correct? That is correct. Nationwide, Monday the 14th. People can find out more about it at whosechildrenarethey.com. That's whosechildrenarethey.com. Just enter in your zip code. It's, it's in theaters all over Colorado and all over the country, nearly 800 theaters. And it's, it's a one-night event. Bring everybody you've been trying to uh, alert to what's really going on. Or if you're not sure yourself, come and watch it. Uh, you know, it is, it's some challenging stuff to see. By the way, Kim, i got to give a disclaimer. This movie would be rated R if we went to the MPAA simply because of what they're teaching in our children's sex education. In fact, we have a disclaimer before that portion that says this is for mature audiences only, and yet they're teaching it to your kids across the country. But I really encourage people to see it so they can know, and then they can encourage others to stand up for the innocence of our children. Okay, Deb Flora, if people cannot uh, have something going on, can't see this on the 14th, what will their options be after that? Well, there will be a long life for this movie, for sure. We'll, we'll be able to announce after Monday the next stage for the documentary. But our entire goal was to make a tool for other people to use. Like I tell you, you obviously do not make a documentary for Fame, Fortune, Academy Award, or Riches. You do it because you want to provide a tool to people to highlight something. So there'll be a long life afterwards. Okay, great. Now, Deb, uh, you're a, a very busy person. Uh, you're also running for U.S. <laughs> Senate here in uh, Colorado. Yes. How can people get more information about that? Oh, thank you for asking. They can go to DeborahFlora.com. That's DeborahFlora.com. And honestly, Kim, this fight has taken me from the school board to the state house and now to the U.S. Senate. And obviously, I'm running on that for all of our individual rights that are being trounced upon as government has reached far beyond its intended uh, parameters. And this is just one of those examples. We see a lot of others, but they can go to DeborahFlora.com. And I really appreciate your bringing that up. Okay. Well, Deborah Flora, again, this is Whose Children Are They? documentary that is being released on Monday. You can go to Whose Children Are They and put in your zip code and you can find a theater near you. Uh, thank you for your important work, Deb Flora. Thank you so much for all you do, Kim. I really appreciate it. And thank you to your listeners. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, Karen Levine is on the line with us, uh, award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. And uh, there's so much going on in the housing arena and um, Karen, welcome to the show. I'm just almost overwhelmed as we look at housing here in the metro area. Housing continues to be challenging, Kim, but we're an um, innovative uh, group of people, and so we're getting people into homes and home ownership. 
Well, and question. Uh, I have continued to watch what's happening regarding the victims of the Boulder County Marshall Fire. And uh, when I was just talking with Deb about COVID, uh, you know, un- unveiling what's been happening happening in our schools, in a way, the, the Boulder County Marshall Fire has unveiled the significant uh, significant costs in building new homes because of all these new rules and regulations. And I find that, in, in a way, uh, um, again, a silver, cli- um, silver lining to this very difficult cloud of this fire. Exactly. I think that as homeowners and as um, citizens in our communities, we're not aware. We get into our homes and then we see what our legislators, our public policymakers are doing. And on the front end, it looks very, very good. You know, we're doing things to conserve water or we're doing things um, to use our land more wisely. What they don't understand is the costs associated with that and that it then causes others to not have that opportunity. And we had a presentation last week with regards to a new development in Westminster, which is super exciting. They're trying very hard to bring attainable and affordable housing to the Westminster community. But the development process is now in its fifth year. And we know what's happened to pricing of goods and services during that period of time. So that product just gets more and more expensive. And it's because of government policy. Now, yep. um, we had talked about a couple of different bills that are down at the state house uh, right now in our bill of the day, and they're quote unquote with affordable housing. And I, I find it interesting. Um, the Republicans, one of their things is they want to make Col- they're saying they want to make Colorado affordable again. And well, that sounds really good, but you know how we make things affordable is that we get rid of rules and regulations and we lower taxes. And if people have more money in their pocket, then that's the way it makes it more affordable for everybody. But government loves to get involved and kind of pick winners and losers. And our bills of the day, there's government, there's federal money out there. I, I wish that we'd just give the federal money back and lower rules, regulations, and taxes. What's your thoughts, Karen? Well, that would be the right answer. But we have been trained for decades that we go to the government when there's a problem and we ask them to fix it, and they fix it by taking money from some and giving it to others. And when they do that, it creates, like you said, winners and losers in the marketplace. And right now, um, the biggest population of purchasers in our marketplace are, are millennials, and they are taking money from their retirement accounts, which Yes, they're young and they can rebuild those, uh, those accounts, but they were wise and they were prudent and they started saving for their retirement at a young age. But to be able to afford housing in our metro area, they're having to pull those dollars to be competitive. Well, and again, it's because of public policy. My understanding, yep. and I hadn't uh, um, understood this net zero. I'd seen all these signs about net zero, which I find it interesting. Like um, many times it's in people that already have homes. They're saying that in new building, that that should be net zero. But that that uh, in the, it, one of the things is in um, new bills or, or a refurbishment or remodeling that uh, you would have to have an electric car charging um, station in each garage bay. Well, think about that's a rule that uh, increases the cost because there is an ideological agenda behind that, Karen. Correct. And we've seen, and I don't know what the ideological ramifications are for causing all homes to be um, 
sprinklered so that in the case of a fire, the sprinkler system comes on. But we know the cost of putting in that system per residence is between five dollars and $10,000. So that, again, raises the, the cost of the home coming out of the ground. And in the case of the Marshall fires, I hate to say a sprinklered property was not in any better shape than a non-sprinklered property. Okay, we're going to have to talk about sprinklers next week then because um, <laughs> I, I didn't realize, we'll talk about that next week because I've got us pretty jammed up on this show here. But Karen Levine, uh, I know that you are very innovative, uh, you and your team, and helping people buy and sell their homes. And whether or not it's an existing home or a new build, it's important to have you on, on um, their side of the table. And how can people reach you? They can reach me, Kim, at 303-877-7516. And I would encourage your listeners, if they have any questions about um, housing in the front range or wanting to buy or sell, um, I'm a resource for them, and I would appreciate their call. Again, that's 303-877-7516. And Karen Levine, we'll talk to you next week. Great. Okay, we'll be right back with John Spence and Mike Young. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Just a couple of things wanted to make sure you know about. On uh, March 22nd, the Colorado Hispanic Republicans will be having a Senate forum, and I will be moderating that. Really excited about that. And then go to our website and uh, register. Um, get your ticket to um, our March 26th media training workshop. Helen Raleigh and I, this will be our second. And this, uh, whether or not you are thinking about running for office or uh, just out there with the media, this is, uh, I think, really invaluable. And we would love to have you join us for that. And then also, beginning Monday, we are moving to two hours, six to eight uh, every day. They will still do the replays in the afternoon and the evening. Excited about that. We need to get over here um, because this is such important information. John Spence is the Colorado State Director of the Colorado Electromagnetic Pulse Task Force, and he's been working with state legislators on both sides of the uh, political aisle to protect our electric grid and our other critical infrastructure. John Spence, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. I just want to thank you so much for having us on again. You're, uh, you're a great patriot uh, for the American people. And um, the one thing I want to mention is uh, that 
this EMP, Colorado EMP Task Force, I'm the director, and Mike Young, who will be on shortly, is the deputy director. And okay. um, we're part of the National Task Force, which is a congressional advisory board advocating all hazards protection to critical electrical power infrastructure. And it's a... Uh, 5013C nonprofit. We don't we don't get paid. We don't have an axe to grind. We just want to protect the American people. And uh, I, w- I just wanted to set the stage here real quick, um, talking about combined arms warfare. Combined arms warfare is in the uh, uh, military war plans of Russia, China, North Korea, and in um, Iran. And what it entails is uh, um, cyber cyber warfare. Uh, and possibly an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, which if set off uh, uh, 300 miles in the atmosphere over the central U.S., it, it could wipe out our entire electric grid our critical and our critical infrastructure, such as water and sewer, and we would have no food, we would have no water, uh, transportation likely wouldn't work, cars likely wouldn't run, and... Uh, you know, it re- would result in chaos. We could destroy ourselves. And an EMP, a high altitude EMP, doesn't set off radiation. So, you know, uh, the country, uh, you know, our resources are here, you know, that could be exploited, et cetera. So uh, in, a, in addition to cyber and EMP, there's sabotage. And uh, they could use sabotage uh, to uh, on our electric grid and critical infrastructure. By the way, Peter Pry, our national director, was on Life, Liberty, Liberty and Levin a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Michael Maybe was on 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago where they talked okay. about sabotage to the electric grid. So um, I, I also want to mention, if anybody's interested in working with us, we can be reached at www.emptaskforce.us. Now, just to set the stage real quick, in addition to the combined arms warfare, um, this is a great threat to the United States critical infrastructure. And today, um, um, Mike Young is going to talk about the the Russia-Ukraine conflict and the EMP implications of that. And later on in the second half of the show, Tanya Van Beber, who's a state representative, will talk about what she's been working on um, in the state Colorado state legislature, legis, state legislature to protect the uh, Coloradoans here and to set the stage for maybe uh, more work at the national level. And it would use the national, possibly money from the National Infrastructure Protection Act. So um, uh, Tanya Van Beber will talk about her activities and Actually, uh, an initiative has been developed by us which would provide a roadmap to, to do that using the greatest minds in the country and people from uh, DOD who have protected the, the military uh, from EMP. So um, that's about what I have to say to set the stage. Well, well, first of all, uh, John, I you have been on this because you care so much about uh, Coloradans and as well as the American people. So I thank you for the great work that you're doing. Uh, let's let's talk to Mike Young. He, you said he is the um, uh, deputy director of the Colorado Electromagnetic Pulse Task Force. Very impressive background, aerospace and nuclear background. Uh, and he's been the environmental officer responsible for oversight on multiple aerospace manufacturing sites, including nuclear weapons delivery system components and a whole bunch of things there. And um, 
just he knows what he's talking about. Mike Young, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim. Um, I wanted to uh, quickly uh, talk about the uh, Russian-Ukraine war and why it threatens the, the Colorado electric power grid. Okay. First thing that, that we need to talk about is the, the threats that Russia is currently making. Um, the, the foreign ministry uh, said that, you know, we're giving you these demands, and if, if uh, you ignore our interests, it would lead to a military response similar to the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962. And for those of you that are, aren't that old, um, that we came within seconds of, of uh, a nuclear war at that point. So, you know, the question really becomes, are we at war with Russia? Um, Putin says that we've declared an economic war. Uh, the Kremlin says that, um, you know, that that war is already raging. And, you know, places like Tucker Carlson, Fox News says we are at war with Russia. So what does that really mean? Um, uh, Admiral uh, Richards, the, the uh, U.S. Strategic uh, Command, testified in Congress yesterday that, that's, that the scenarios that we are seeing right now, potential escalation, limited nuclear use in a conventional aggressive scenario, is what they've been preparing for. So how would they attack the grid? There are two basic ways. Um, first, they, they could do a cyber attack. And uh, in this regard, the uh, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has issued a shields up alert telling U.S. companies to heighten their protective posture against uh, cyber attack and to protect their critical assets. Um, a couple of years ago, we, we became aware of uh, Russian cyber activities against critical infrastructure. Um, the DHS and FBI issued a, a joint alert that basically said that, that Russia was trying to penetrate our uh, infrastructure grid and was doing it. So this isn't a, a hypothetical. Um, this is... Uh, something that is happening. For instance, the, co the uh, colonial pipeline attack last year was from Russian hackers, and it attacked a U.S. critical infrastructure node. So the second way that they could attack us is called electromagnetic pulse, where you detonate a nuclear weapon in space. Uh, this produces electromagnetic effects that can take down the power grid for weeks or months or even years. Now, it's important to note here that Russia does not have this bright red line that says conventional war and nuclear weapons. And they really um, see the two as the same spectrum. So they're not worried about um, And, um, you know, there are various things going on right now that lead us to believe that, that they're getting ready for it. Um, they're... Um, conducting nuclear uh, drills right before the invasion. They uh, cited um, aggressive statements by NATO and financial actions, which caused Russia to increase their nuclear uh, deterrent task force to a special operation status. 
and finally, um, you know, they're they're um, already working against power plants in Ukraine. So all those things added together are things that affect the Colorado uh, power grid potentially. So we're kind of in a very dicey situation at the moment. Well, and Mike, when we look to uh, the Biden administration, I don't see any strength or any will to really protect the American people. It seems so many of their decisions uh, are hurting us. And when we look at closing down um, oil and gas drilling, the pipelines, uh, I, I, I'm concerned as, as just a regular person that they're not working to try to protect us. What's your thoughts on that, Mike Young? Um. It's a, it's a very complex topic. Um, the the current administration, while they're, they've been trying to do some things, uh, haven't been doing enough. We need uh, more forceful action to um, make sure that things that would be nice, as far as the power industry is concerned, are that are actually critical, uh, get implemented. And we haven't seen that kind of forceful legislation that would force a, a solution here. So everyday people like me, I'm very concerned about, about, you know, our families. Uh, what should we do? I know, I know that, I mean, that's a big question, but what can I do today? Because we've got Russia over there with Ukraine. Of course, China is, um, uh, looking like they may want to start to do some aggression against Taiwan. North Korea's rattling their sabers. What can you can you give me any comfort? I guess that would be my question. Any comfort in this particular subject? Um, if I was to um, give people advice right now, the first advice I would give them would be to support the legislation that we're going to hear about in a few minutes to try and fix it long term. But short term, you should do the same things that uh, FEMA has always told us to do for all emergencies. You should have at least two weeks of uh, non-perishable food and water for each person in your house, and you should start paying attention. Okay. Uh, the, uh, one okay. thing I want to say, this is John Spence, if you can hear me again. So um, what we have is a, a proposal for legislation, and it's sitting with Governor Polish right now. So really people need to contact the governor and other state legislators, because what we're trying to do is to establish a system in Colorado to uh, have a rolling brownout. It would take, it's a 10-year plan. And it would protect 90% of the uh, Coloradoans with a a rolling brownout. The other thing I want to mention is that there are certain microgrids in Colorado. People have home solar. And that's not protected unless it's hardened against EMP. So people need to look at doing that. And there's ways to do it. And the military has been doing hardening for years. So our proposal or roadmap would uh, actually bring in transfer the technology from the DOD sector to the civilian sector to protect the electric grid in Colorado. Wow. Okay. So there's things that we can do. Mike Young, we need to go to break. Anything else before to button this up as we are? Then, Okay. He's off. Okay. Got it. Um, we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, Kirsch Insurance Group is uh, a great sponsor of the show. They're a specialist in the Medicare arena. And, uh, 
Medicare pre- premiums have increased. Kirsch Insurance Group might be able to help you navigate through some of those additional costs. Uh, there is no cost to um, consult with them. So check out iKirsch.com, I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com. We'll be right back with uh, John Spins and then Representative Tanya Van Beber is on the line. She's got legislation that uh, is here right here in Colorado to try to help protect our grid. We'll be right back. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute, to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. This show comes to you because of great sponsors. Another one of them is Castlegate Knife and Tool. Uh, they have knives from the best blade makers from throughout the world. And whether or not you're a chef or sportsman or a collector, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. If you're getting a gift, again, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. That website is castlegate.com. Castlegate.com. We are talking about something very serious here, and that is electromagnetic magnetic pulses and what that could actually do an attack could do to to our lives. And so on the line with me is John Spence. He's the Colorado State Director of the Colorado Electromagnetic Pulse Task Force, which is... Um, uh, they're on National and Homeland Security. It's a nonprofit and official congressional advisory board. You can get more information at EMPTaskForce.us. That's EMPTaskForce.us. And uh, then also on the line with us is Representative Tanya Van Beber here in Colorado. She is uh, is working on trying to protect us with some important legislation. John, I want to jump over here to you and have you set this up for Tanya. Okay, just real quick. If you contact us by email at www.emptaskforce.us, make sure you mention what state you're with so that we know how to contact you because we have representatives in every state. Now, in terms of, I'll, I'll turn this over to Tanya Van Beber, who's been working on a, legis, a bipartisan legislative proposal uh, with with uh, Senator Polis and other legislators. Go, Tanya. Well, thank you, first of all, Kim, for having us on. I really appreciate that. And, John, thank you uh, for being up so early this morning and discussing something that, honestly, as Kim had said earlier here on the radio, is really probably the most or one of the most pressing needs our state will see in our lifetime. 
clearly uh, there are all kinds of hazards that we are faced with. Um, we've, we've just been faced with a couple of days of extreme cold, so from weather events to uh, events where there is uh, mecha- mechanical things that are on our transformers, like right up here at Alt Colorado, all the way to cyber attacks such as JBS endured here in Weld County, uh, we've, got, we've had things, and, and we've got things that we've been facing uh, well over the last 18 months, if not the last decade, that would threaten the grid. It would threaten shutting down our electrical systems. It would threaten shutting down our businesses and the way we do, the way we do life every day um, at the most basic levels. And so whether it's food production, our electricity, man-made events or weather-related events, or even um, now we're looking at warfare events. Um, these are all things that I've been paying uh, specific attention to for a little over a decade. Um, and good folks like uh, John Spence, um, Len Rhodes, lots of folks from Colorado who have been at uh, some of the highest stations around the nation who've uh, all put their minds together to help create the Colorado Critical Infrastructure Resiliency Initiative and legislation. And so that's something we've put together uh, we've submitted that to the governor and uh, to the Office of Energy as well. Um, we have put in bill status. We're waiting right now to find out if we will have um, a late bill uh, being pulled to be able to run with this. Um, what this bill does in a nutshell is not only ensures that we fall in line with Senate Bill 21072 from last year, which requires that we fall into compliance with the need to protect um, the state of Colorado from all hazards threats. There, that, that bill specifically lines out any particular paragraph that we, uh, the, the, the state will assist transmission utilities and the Colorado Electric Transmission Authority in ensuring that we have resilience in the electrical grid and that it's resistant to natural disasters and towards and against intentional attacks. And that commission is directed to use all available means to support those entities for preparing for and documenting their ability to mitigate any of that, to deal with any of those threats as identified in the Colorado Energy Assurance Emergency Plan. Colorado is blessed with a great deal of foundational documents through the state of Colorado that talk about what it is that we may be faced as far as grid threats with and to how to um, help our the folks here in Colorado, the citizens of Colorado, how to meet those threats on a practical level. But there is no legislation right now that not only helps identify those things and does it in a cooperative manner with the utilities, but then secondly, actually has a plan embedded within that legislation to get the job done. And there's a critical difference from anything you might see coming down the pike this session. You might see a feel-good bill that says, oh, we should have a roadmap or, oh, gosh, turn in your plans sometime in the next three years. But it does nothing, absolutely nothing. It's a completely toothless effort, um, whereas this bill, the Colorado Critical Infrastructure Resiliency Initiative um, bill that I've turned in, um, actually goes to the next level to get the job done. So that's what we're looking at right now, and I'll be happy to have a back and forth and talk to you about what that means. Okay, well, you know what I think we're going to need to do, because this is such an important topic, is um, because we're just about out of time, John and uh, Representative Von uh, Beber. Uh, so let's get you scheduled for another show and let us know what's happening with this. Um, 
So we've got just a minute left. First of all, Representative Von Beber, thank you. This is what governance really looks like. This is what representative government is, is when we have people that are actually serious about what's happening down there versus uh, people trying to pass uh, legislation regarding whether or not you can get a spoon when you are uh, getting your food at a fast food restaurant. Uh, John Spence, very quickly, how would you like to button this up? We've got just about now 45 seconds. Okay, uh, people might consider contacting Governor Jared Polis, tell him to support this uh, uh, Colorado Critical Infrastructure Resiliency Initiative, which is a roadmap. And uh, he can be reached at 136 State Capitol, Denver, Colorado, 80203, Governor Polis at state.co.us. We appreciate your support. Well, John Spence, thank you so much, and uh, we'll get you booked here um, when we get off the phone. Representative Von Baber, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kim. And our quote uh, for the end of the show is from Winston Churchill. He says, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.